friend in Freeman He sells used cars, you know Well, he calls me up twice a year Just to ask me how to go Pretty good, not bad, I can't complain But actually, everything is just about the same how about sex? <laughs> sex is good. You got a problem with sex? What? What? All right, Bobrovsky, in my office. Close the door. Listen, Bobrovsky, I don't know. How long do you, how long do you think I've been the sergeant in this here homicide unit, Bobrovsky? You tell me. Uh, 25 years. And you're coming in here... Do you have any idea how fantastic you've been? It really started to ride my rails, Bobrovsky. You're just outshining all the other detectives on the squad. I just wanted to call you in here to say, great job. Keep doing what you're doing, Bobrovsky. Okay? Okay. <laughs> you're traveling through another dimension. It is a dimension of sight, a dimension of sound, a dimension of mind. That's the signpost up ahead, your next stop. Handkerchief Dynasty with the secret professor and the high priest of Euler's magic. I am, as always, your secret professor, joined by my good friend and holy of holies, the high priest of Euler's magic. How are you, high priest? I'm okay. How about six? Just, just okay. How about six? Six is good. Wait, you got a problem with six? Like, what? Well, I, I was going to turn the game off just in disgust at about well, the four nothing mark and then after a while i was just well maybe we'll just wait and see how many goals this florida panther squad my future favorite team the dynasty of the sun how many they can score on miko i mean to be fair miko checked out completely clearly visibly after the fourth goal so it was really like i'd say they scored four goals and then miko was kind of like <laughs> like he had checked he had left the game you know oh, no, I mean? for sure the whole team had checked out. It's like Miko and everyone else, they were like at, at the concierge. You know, they, they were disputing some of the charges on the room, but they were just like, ah, fuck it, fuck it. And they were already waving the like bellboy over to come and get their bags or whatever to get them in cap. Like they, they were basically checked out before the, before the duration of the full 60 minutes. I'm not sure I've ever seen a team that needs a goalie more. Than me. Like it's, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. Not, and it's not, I'm not using that word in sort of like a, in a light, not by the exact definition way. Like it's truly ridiculous, the state of the Oilers goaltender. Well, doesn't it feel almost as though like someone's, someone's just, just not met their fiduciary responsibilities? Like there's been some kind of malfeasance. Like, doesn't it feel like a crime that yes, this team does not have criminal. a goalie right now? Like, doesn't it seem like it's like an, imp imp like an, uh, what's the impeachable offense? It seems as though the kind of thing where it's like someone's head's got a role for this team, a team of this that should be of a certain caliber, having this caliber of goaltending right now, well, because the team like, is fed the fuck up with it. I'll tell you that right now. What it feels like, it's like if there was an NHL sort of like a, like a, an official, right, that was going around and like checking all the teams, they'd be like, okay, you guys got four lines. Uh, do you have six defensemen? The teams would be like, yeah. And they'd be like, okay, you got a goalie, two goalies, you got two goalies. And the teams would be like, yeah, we got two goalies. And then they get to the Oilers and be like, okay, so you got four lines. So you got 60. Now you guys got goalies? And the Oilers would be like, well, we got uh, we got one goalie who's hurt, can't play. The other goalie is, I mean, he's not, we don't. And then the official would be like, okay, well, you're going to need two. We need two goalies. <laughs> That's the way we do it. And they were like, okay, well, I mean, we have, like some of the league should step in and be like, you guys can't, you don't have a goalie right now. So these games like aren't really was like well, it's like a mismanagement of the highest order at this point. You know, <laughs> well, it's like the Oilers don't have like uh, the right. They don't have the. It's, it's like what? It's like, we it's don't, like we don't have an were, arena. We have no seating. There's no. There's like, no televised. There's no televised rights. It's, it's like when you're playing. Like, well, what point do we give stuff up? It's like when you're playing PS2 hockey and you've like fuck, fucked up by like, putting your team together and you try to advance the screen and it's like. Just a second, like you, you've dressed like only 11 guys. 
Like it feels like that warning is like constantly coming up for like the Edmonton Oilers regarding. Well, we just we're so situation. used to seeing it, we just have, we're ignored every time now. We're like, oh, that always happens. So you press press A, press A, press A. Just keep fix on, it automatically. Like fix fix automatic. Proceed. Fix, fi- yeah, fix automatically. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Drew and Delorier is in there. But somehow. even then, I mean, even if you're playing the PS2 game like that, like eventually you're playing and you're like, okay, I actually have to fix this because. We're like we're not scoring, or we're getting scored on like eight times every every game. <laughs> I actually gotta have to fix this. Just a sec, and then you go to the free agent market or something. Like, why the Oilers? I don't understand what the thought process thought process is here to to go this long. Like, how long do you keep starting Nico Koskinen until the problem becomes? Um, I think it's already like I guess systemic is the word where it becomes. Oh, yeah. the problem is more than the goaltending sucks, but the whole team now has like zero confidence and there's not enough room to fix it. You know what I mean? Like there's been mm. so much damage done to these, mm. these, um, you know, these guys are, they're fragile. Like these are weird alpha guys who aren't used to this at all. Well, so no, but every, think- everything has its boiling point. Jack Michaels pointed out uh, at one point in the game. He's like, this is the, this is probably the boiling point now. And I think the team, has reached that point. You know what? A hundred degrees Celsius, water turns into a vapor. It's just, right. it's just science. This team has now reached a hundred Celsius, and the whole thing is fucking evaporating before our eyes because you just reach that breaking point where you're just like, you know what? <clears throat> it's like fuck this. So everyone's, like, just, everyone's just collectively throwing up their dinner plate. You don't have a dinner anymore. There's nothing there. Like, I mean, I mean. Kate's has to come in and like clean so house we, or something for, to, for anything to change, but it, but it seems like an act of malfeasance go- that we don't have a goaltender right yeah. now. Like I feel as though the Finnish mafia has one of Kenny's cousins in a basement somewhere, and for whatever reason, he's just too he's too stubborn to eat it to eat that contract. I think I think it comes down to that on a certain level as well, like or eat whatever shitty trade he has to make to offload it. Um, but he should have bought him out in the summer, man. He should have bought him out in the summer and should have gone after a free agent, you know? Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, this team and, and the team having to go out there and do the post games and be like, yeah, we got to be better when, like, they all fucking know how bad the goaltending is right now. Like, I'm sorry, but that like, fucking, that's going to suck. Like, what's the plan for Saturday? <laughs> what's the plan for Saturday? Nico? Against the Flames? Like, I mean, there's a lot... I think love at this point, man. But at that point, like, really, we're really starting to throw people to the dogs. But I guarantee you one fucking thing. If they put Kanavalov out there for his first NHL start, yeah. that team for the first five minutes is going to play like hell for him and really go. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're going to give a shit. He might so totally shit the bed. Is Kana- Kanavalov is the backup right now, right? Like I, think he plays, I think he backed up tonight, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, well then, I mean, that's who, like, you don't start Miko again after After six? Tomorrow. Six no. is good. Well, you don't like six? Six on, what, 27? 27 shots, six goals? That's I love, I just love the, like, the pregame where he's just like, you know, every game, an opportunity is an opportunity. You could prove yourself. I mean, he's, he's a lovable guy. I love Miko, but he's just, he's not up to the yeah. standard right now for us as a team. And it's a simple no, fact. I mean, like we're, this is a, we basically have like what the thirtieth worst goaltending in the league, thirty first, thirty second, thirty second. We're thirty second in a lot of things right now. Thirty second like in a lot worst. of things is not a good way to be, bro. We have the worst penalty kill in the league right now, among other things. Yeah, the worst penalty kill. You know, missing Hyman and Nuge is definitely not helping. I'll tell you that much. But at the same time, like like hockey is a game that requires a little bit more belief than most team sports. Absolutely. Like belief s- serves uh, like buttresses so much in of the course. game of hockey for a team it's and to magic. lack that, that requisite belief to start each game is, is going to gnaw away at you after a while. And we got a lot of fucking games of misery to look ahead to if things are going to oh, continue yeah. down this trend. Not, <clears throat> but but like if someone doesn't step in and get this team a fucking goaltender, like sign fucking Devin Dubnik, I don't care. Do something, Anybody. something something yeah. like you have to <laughs> like yeah, if your plan is just to crazy. wait another week and, and then hopefully mike smith can just play every single game for the rest of the year but uh, it also seems like a pretty dubious proposition at this oh point my gosh. Bro. So mike smith i honestly think he's like 
uh, he's done. You know what I mean? Like, I wish it wasn't the case. And I didn't think it would be. I thought he would. But I think he's like, it's over. You know, he's too banged up. He's too yeah. fragile. I don't think that first injury he had that he missed all those games. I mean, let's face it. When he came back from that injury, like the press conference he gave or the interview he gave about that injury where he was like, yeah, like, uh, no, it's not better. But, um, you know, there comes a point where, like, you just have to play some games. I was like, whoa, <laughs> what? Like, you're not better at all? And then he got hurt again with a separate injury. Like, it's it's over. You know what I mean? For Mike Smith, he can't play up to his standards because that injury, that first injury he had, was never even healed properly. It's not, yeah. it's a chronic injury. So he's no, like, that's that's what I'm saying. We don't have two goalies right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a real problem. I don't think... Like, our best option right now is a guy who's played, like, what, one game? Has Kanavlov had a start yet? No, no. I mean, okay, Skinner's only best, had, like, 20. He's got all of his our starts. Our best goalie. Our best available goalie right now is the one has that never played. played in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it that that's, way, it has a certain poetry. Our best, that's who gives us our best shot at winning right now, I'd say. That's crazy. And that's absolutely insane. On the top of all that, goaltending like, situation, like, I, man, not enough ink has spilled about it for a while, for a few seasons. Like, honestly, five or six seasons, I've been saying that this team's goaltending situation mirrors what was going on with the Philadelphia Flyers after Pele Lindbergh died. They never really completely bounced back from that, it felt like, like a long time ago. And then, because he was, their guy right that was this goalie they had that was going to be sort of like the building blocks of whatever came next they were building their team around their goalie right and then once something like that happens once you kind of lose a handle on the goaltending situation like what you're doing back there man it's really tough to uh get a hold of it again and i think the oilers um like they sort of fell ass backwards into curtis joseph and i you weren't a fan of the team at that time but like, do you know the story? Like how that happened? Like, oh, sure. Curtis, yeah. like he had to play, like we barely got him, right? It was some yeah. like crazy ass scheme where he was like under contract, but he had to play like half of the season in Las Vegas for their AHL team. Anyway, we sort of fell ass backwards into him. And then sort of like a plan, we sort of like cobbled together a few years. And then we just got like the year we got Rolo, there was like three or four guys starting for us that year. There was, remember like Mike Morrison, like all that crew, or Matt Morrison, like sure. all these Ty Conklin guys. and yeah. uh, Juicy Markinen. Yeah, and we never really figured it out. And it feels like we still, like there's been no plan. You know, that what was I mean? like almost 20 years ago now, but it's true. Yeah, I totally. Know. Yeah. And then once it happens, like if you don't pay attention to it, I don't know. It's, it's weird how right we can, like pretty the bad. only defense, the only real defense that's out there that's bandied about is the kind of bridesmaid defense with Mark with uh, Markstrom. It's like, well, we went hard at Markstrom, but we didn't get him. We were close, but we didn't get him. It's yeah. like, yeah, well, we, you didn't fucking get him. So end of story. And like maybe else. maybe that's a signal that you fucked up by not get, giving him that la- that last year that he wanted. Well, I still don't understand like how, <laughs> like how, like if you can give if you can give Hyman seven years. You can give like Markstrom getting sense. out of that is he's like, I don't know. We went after Markstrom real hard, but we didn't get him. Like to me, common sense would dictate that if you're in that situation, you're like, get off the phone and you're like, oh my gosh, like worst possible news ever. We're so fucked. We didn't get Markstrom. And then it'd be like, all hands on deck. Like, is there anybody we can get? We need somebody immediately. <laughs> Instead of just being like, well, I guess uh, the two guys that we had that propelled us into the state of panic wolves to stick with those guys like it's so illogical you know what i mean mm. like i don't i would love to have been in the room like was nobody like maybe we should still try to get somebody right we should still try to get somebody right maybe there was so, literally yeah, no one else the other guys no one like, else around nah, like it's all right like no nah, it's cool or they're yeah. just like not willing to get to go to go over and give that one extra pick or that one extra asset to make to get it done like, we already have we've been like, are we just going to be bad? Like the whole reason, another thing they don't say 
maybe I mentioned this last podcast is the reason we have the guys we do, the reason we're in a position uh, to even is because we sucked for so many years, right? This team wasn't mm. built. We sucked. That's yeah. the reason we have these guys. Right. So yeah. like uh, just not being at that point to still be like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if we should get it, give anything up. It's like the only reason you have anything to give up is because you sucked for so long. Like you idiots. You sucked. <laughs> like it's the only professional sports is the only thing where you're rewarded greatly for being the worst at your job right like that's the only reason the oilers are even in this position and they still won't like give something up to to get somebody i've never seen a team so preoccupied well it's like they're building a tower of babel right <laughs> mm. Mm. oh my mm. god this team like tower they're of babel, trying to right. yeah Totally. That's a fantastic metaphor. Look what it's driven us to. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to recapture through the rebuild where they were in the Gretzky era. era. Like it's oh, we got to so, burn those. We got to burn those bridges as soon as possible. It's so it's, stupid. But how yeah. can you? I don't think, I'm not sure you can. If you're in the fire, if you're in the shit on that organization, <laughs> I don't know. It, well, easier said than done, I think. But the sooner the better. Like for yeah. God's sakes, like if, if now isn't the time to give something up, like, what do you, like, what, when is, like, what are you going to deal some freaking picks? You know what I mean? Like, we have Connor and Dry, and we even have, like, Dylan Holloway. You know what I mean? Like, give somebody up and bring in a top-tier goalie. That's true. We have 100%. literally the two best players on the face of the planet, and yeah. we suck because we're giving up six goals on 27 shots. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh and yeah. we have nobody else not only that even if miko was playing well we would still need to figure out our goalie situation mm. because mike yeah. smith is, used to have a guy who's 39 years old and injured beyond repair that's your backup like you still need that your goaltending situation if miko is playing great is still completely messed up because you have no backup for you know if miko totally. goes down yeah like it's insane how I, it makes no sense you know what I'm, man like it seems Holland like it should, should be gone it, Holland is for not getting the goalie depth, yeah just for so many things i think yeah. he's really i mean yeah. if he's hanging his hat on these contracts he signed like contracts you know getting guys to sign on a team with Connor mcdavid and leon dreisaitl is not something you can you know, strut around the barnyard for, I don't think. You know? No. Well, not, not given the current state of the team, that's for fucking sure. It's, it's, it's like, I just have this, this idea in my mind that as a general manager, Kenny Holland, when he's like considering these trade proposals, it's like, there's a, there's a certain line he draws in the sand where he's like, <laughs> Oh, do I, would I feel comfortable announcing this yeah. trade feeling as though I'm not giving up too much in this deal? And he's like, no, it's too much. It's too much. Oh, I, I can't you, sign Markstrom for six. I can't give you know up a first round plus for like this, this or that. I, I think it's a really hard line too. And I think he drew that line in a universe that no longer exists. Like he hasn't adjusted that line since he drew that line, which fair enough. I mean, drawing that line, I think, you know, in a different universe gave him great success. But yeah. times have fucking changed kenny like and i i just don't think and it happens like i think he's just kind of out of his depth you know it happens do you like, think why if, don't the, if the Oilers have yeah go ahead sorry go ahead no go i was ahead. gonna say if the Oilers do change the general manager make a change at gm yeah do you see them going with a young and exciting prospect yeah. there who's of interesting course. well i don't know is that the I mean, only way to go that's because it seems to me like that's the only way they really could go because they've tried the old guard know. You know, yeah, but, but they tried the, the old time. and new guard, their own weird internally yeah. developed guys. I mean, I don't know if they've tried like like they tried. Well, they tried. Steve Tambellini was kind of old oh, guard, new please. guard. Steve Tambellini was not a young, exciting. Guy. <laughs> he was a first time GM. He wasn't young or exciting, but he was a first time yeah. GM. Yeah, a lot was... of people were putting out articles about the Florida GM who apparently interviewed for the Oilers before they hired Colin. But it seemed like to me. You know, like I wonder if we if we if we if we consider Nicholson in this because if I recall correctly, basically as soon as Kenny Holland became available, Nicholson jumped on him 
like a fat guy on a on a birthday cake. Didn't he like sign him like within like three hours? Yeah, I mean, he's like, oh, Kenny Holland's available. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, who whoever is at fault for getting Kenny Holland, like it's Bob Nicholson who hired him. So okay, so is can that guy be fired as well? Hasn't he been like in the mix for like a thousand years? I'll tell you one thing: the team is done with what the status quo. They they are in no way passionate about maintaining the status quo. They're they're checking out. They've already got their bags in the in the taxi cab trunk. You know, they're like waving, the they're waving. The, like the team has no faith in this lineup right now with the current goaltending goal situation. And to be care. frank, issues at other positions as well, but the goaltending eclipses yeah. everything. The goaltending yeah, is like a solar system without a sun or six you goals know, on 27 shots. A sausage roll that doesn't have a fucking sausage in it. It's just not they, a thing. Yeah, the Oilers outshot the best team in the league substantially and completely buried them in that first period. You know what I mean? Yeah, Bobrovsky was great though. That contract's yeah. not looking so bad all of a sudden now after no, the first couple you know of shaky good years. Thing? Yeah, maybe it's a good thing to pay for goaltending, right? Maybe it's not a bad thing to spend money on. Maybe you shouldn't feel like shit about it. Maybe it's like the most important position on the team. You know? Maybe Kenny Holland doesn't feel that way, man. It's so crazy because he's also a former goalie, like yeah. which makes it. <laughs> maybe he didn't make much money, and maybe he's like, "Well, I didn't, I didn't make that much." No one knew it's like, you know, you don't need yeah. to pay a goaltender more than like three million. Well, do you think? I mean, you might be right. Like, it might be something. Like, it's so crazy what's going on that I wouldn't discredit the theory that like Ken Holland. It's like you're like Kenny. You have to pay the goalie more, and he's like, "Oh, fuck!" Like, like you said, like. I, I won. I won two cups with Chris Osgood. Fuck you. No, no. Like, do whatever I want. Goalies don't need that much money. I was a goalie. We don't need that much money. I mean, I had a, more than enough to eat. I, I you don't need that much to be a goalie. I had like a like, fifteen no, no, pack of pill every Tuesday. Yeah, you have to understand. The goalies <laughs> need to be paid, though. I don't understand. I mean, <laughs> I mean, here's I the thing. Than, I had more like, than enough. Here's a question for you. <laughs> more than enough. We're very comfortable. Here's the question, though. Like, do we even trust him to make mm. trades for the players no. that we need right now? No, I'm saying the people that are saying... Like, are we entering the Shirelli zone? Oh, I think we're well into the Shirelli. That's... Like I said, man, I'm, I put him like Kenny Holland is one of the bad ones. You know what I mean? Well, now like, it's I'm certainly not looking that to... way. I'm not going to look back on this era thinking like, boy, he made some good trades because he didn't. I don't think it's like, it's but like a goal, a I team think, without a goalie. It's like a car without seats. And just like the constant and pursuing Evander Kane, this, like, is, is that still, well, here's another on? question actually, this like, might just be chasing Evander Kane, like to the ends of the earth while the team is like, I mean, we should say we're, we're within hours, I think potentially of this being the last episode of this, this podcast ever, because no, if Kane I, signs I, tomorrow or the next day, he's not going to, you're done. I'd be absolutely shocked. No, but yeah, you're done. Absolutely. Yeah, completely. So handkerchief Tennessee will be no more, folks. No, we'll still do it, but I'm not going to be. It's not going. No, to we'll be... do it. But okay, we'll get to. So there's some. You know, fans of the show who remember the good old days when we started out will remember that there were things that I used to need before the Oilers were a good team that I had to give right. up. I called them mm-hmm. the things I no longer need. Right. However, given present circumstances, I'm opening the I'm opening the chest back up. And I'm considering the list of things that I might maybe still need yeah. that I've previously given up. And one of them is my contractual obligation. So like, we'll continue the podcast, but it'll be like in a cold dead eyed, like, you know, when you go to a business place and, and there's some kind of transaction, but you just know both the people there and the people doing the buying are just not, not really behind this whole thing and really don't want to be there and really yeah. fucking resent everyone involved. And they don't want you to come and buy anything at their store and fuck you and go away. It's not even going to be like that. Like that's I told what, that's you, the like, podcast. Like, it's going to just I'm not be totally. Going to, it's not even going to be an Oilers podcast anymore. At that point, like I'm not going to be talking about the Edmonton Oilers. I will have no interest in them. You know what I mean? Okay, like, so I, we're starting the dynasty paying, of the sun. Then I won't be paying attention to the Oilers. Yeah. I won't be rooting for them any more than I'm rooting for like the Minnesota Wild or like uh, the Ottawa Senators or some other like. No, we're cheering for the Florida jackets. Panthers, man. I, 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 won't be, I don't now. think I'll be cheering for anybody. I'll just be like, I mean, we'll rooting. be, we'll be fans of all forms of Florida hockey. So, you know, we'll keep a little bit of tabs on the lightning. We'll check out the Gators. Like Go when Gators. I watch, when I watch a game, I'll be wearing like just a Jersey with like the NHL logo on it. And like a pen, it's <laughs> like hot. 
how can you resist the charms of Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale Florida, man? It was like voted the most dangerous city in the country by the New York Post in 2020. I got no skin in the game anymore. But I don't think they're going to, like, I don't understand how they could possibly. Evander Kane, I don't even think, can enter the country because he lied about it. Well, no, like, I mean, keep in mind, these are still professional athletes. I mean, like, I don't know. Well, like, the NHL is, is wrapping up their shit, and the Oilers are still within the handful of teams. And actually the Florida teams are in on Kane, both of them too. Yeah, I don't so. know. I don't, I don't know sure about that. You're, you don't seem worried because we were both really worried about that. I'm still worried. I just think that, I mean, I guess I'm, I am still worried. It's just, it seemed to be really running hot there for a couple of days. Oh yeah. yeah. And maybe the, uh, how it's cooled down a bit has given me a false sense of security. Oh, that's probably exactly what's happening on. Or yeah, because that's if, exactly I was, happening. Yeah. if I was to wake up tomorrow and he was here, I would be like... You like to open terrible. up, go to the Oilers webpage and it's like a Vander Kane's like, I'm really excited for an opportunity to redeem myself here at Edmonton. You're like, well, just oh, imagine what the Oilers website would look like. You'd be like, Kane! Kane is here! <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it would be like Raising Kane. Or, uh, Yeah. It'd be some terrible thing where you're just like, well, we all completely like compromised everything. Like there's no going back from this. I'll tell you what 90% of the people will say on Twitter. The joke, the running joke will be, well, does he play goal? Yeah, Because it's it's not really going to help the team that much. I mean, it'll help the team maybe potentially on the ice a little bit. In the greater, grander, longer term scheme of things, not so much. But like, yeah, it seems to me like the fact that Kenny Holland has assembled this team in its current form he kind of has to fall on his sword at some point here. I think if things, I mean, well, he just, things don't look like do. they're turning around anytime soon. I'll tell you that much. He has to like do something like what, like, what are you waiting for? Like you have to do something like even, you know, he just hasn't really, there hasn't even been, I mean, he, the guys have come up, you know, but it feels like it's been mainly injury related when this whole thing started. I remember you and I talking about it and we were both, in favor of a change but i think we both agreed that desirably the change would come internally it would Mm -hmm. be a change from within and even that hasn't really happened like guys have come up but they've only come up because other guys have been in like protocol and stuff you know sure there's been no real um changes or like a like a message type of move or something, a shakeup. That's what we were asking for, right? Shakeup. Like there hasn't mm-hmm. even been that. Like it feels like, like he's done nothing. And then someone like kind of roused him and was like, hey, Evander Kane. And Kenny Holland was like, got out of bed. He was like, holy shit, Evander Kane, what? And you know, and now he's been like looking for Evander Kane since that happened. And meanwhile, like the team is gone. Like, remember that day there was like, there was rumors that there was going to be a press conference. I think it was yeah, after no, the it last was, Yeah. And then like it found everybody found out that like like actually like Ken Holland was on some sort of like scouting mission in California with the rest of the guy. Like what's Apparently going Kate's on? was down there too. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure scouting was to be had. No, I'm sure honestly, like what do you think is going on going through Kate's mind right now? Because right now, if I were him, I'd be thinking, you know what, man? Like probably the results. like chicken chicken hunan at earl's tin palace is going through that guy's mind you know like i think he's like i don't know man (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) exactly like i i think that some of this falls on but if you're a business owner and your business is shitting the bed for that long that badly you the you no businessman is going to just abide that forever but aren't the oilers like a money-making machine right now no but not as much as they could be bro yeah, I suppose. Nowhere near what they mean, could be. They're in. The, they got to be in a valley of some kind. But maybe, uh, maybe Cates doesn't think of this team as the part of his portfolio. That if something isn't making as much as it could be, that it needs to be addressed to the point of just like really involving yourself in it. You know what I mean? Like it could be like, ah, this thing's making money. Um, I'm going to do this other thing that I'm way more interested in. You know. Like, I don't know. I don't think Cates is like that great of an honor, to be honest with you. <sighs> Not if he abides like, failure. I mean, tell you that much. this whole thing like kind of sucks. Like despite kind having, I mean, it sucks 
Yeah, it really sucks. But it's, it's like, vexing. It's vexing having Leon and Connie. Plus, we got a lot of other good know, players, but we, just, we don't I'm, have. Good, we don't. Like, we say. need a team. We need someone I mean, who can assemble a goddamn fucking team. I mean, I'll give you one bright spot. At least, like the ice time is a little more even tonight. But like, but I think like what boils down to like the Oilers just like suck like as an organization, and that harkens back to like kind of the um, the whole reason this podcast exists, right? Is because yeah. I remember one time you told me that like the Oilers like their dynasty of being bad is like unmatched and professional. Like they're the greatest bad dynasty. Yeah. And like the trend is continuing. Like it's yeah. like, it's like um, if the way we talk about the Oilers being bad, the enthusiasm and like the mileage and just like the confusion. Oh, the ecstasy. And like I, I was, understand. I was in ecstasy by the end of the game. So are you kidding me? Like after the, after the fifth goal, I was just like, yeah. Oh, I was, I was having fun. Cause it was just like, I mean, you know, yelling at your TV is a fun thing to get to do well, sometimes. It's just crazy. Like, there's no rhyme or reason. And it's like it, any sort of bad thing that could happen, like the Oilers will find a way to, to do that thing and do it like perfectly. You know what I mean? Like the only thing that could make this season harder to take is if the Oilers <laughs> went and got Evander King, like thus making it impossible for huge populations of the fan base to like even like they're like well i'm just out now on like a moral like i can't even like they're so good at being bad it's like it's like the 19 1970s haps it's like the 80s oilers of being bad is what the team has ever been ever since the actual 80s oilers like stopped they just like yeah. continued excelling but just uh like in the worst possible way yeah beginning with trading gretzky like they did the one thing you know it was just like i can't believe you did that like what are you doing what are you doing and then ever since then anything good that has happened has happened because they've been so bad and once they've (laughs) that good thing has happened they've completely like fouled it up Mm. Yeah, it's remarkable. Do you think, uh, do you think Connie and Dry are? Uh, how do you think they're looking out there right right now? Don't they look affected uh, by the miasma of it all a little bit? I mean, they both had some chances tonight, didn't they? Yeah, they're still they're, like even a, even even when they're not at their best, they're still fucking amazing and the best among the best players on the ice easily. Yeah, like the team's not but, getting any bounces right now either. But yeah. uh, I mean, I would never blame them. Yeah, I'm just saying it sucks for them. And like yeah, long term, like like bringing up the specter of the Gretzky trade, I mean, you know, are they are those guys going to want to resign oh. here? It's a thing. No. It's a real fucking question. And they're not going to. That's already that's already been too much. Like I said last episode, if the Oilers won, the fact that we've reached three this Stanley point Cups, this year, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're we're, out. We're, that's we're, that's hanging out in the air. Like Jesus Christ! Like fucking, I'm sorry. Fire the GM. Fire the coach. Like. Well, I don't think they're not going to done well, and then the hire team... someone who's going to hire a better GM and a better coach. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, the team is playing for Tippett. I don't know what more he can do with the lineup he has and the goaltending he has. They got 40 shots against like the best team in the NHL, man. Like, I don't know if you, if a team is losing, you know, it's zero zero in the, in three minutes, or in like less than three minutes, they've given up three goals and like some shit goals again. No. Like, I don't know what's a coach to do. Like the coach is just, he's also going to be like, ugh, like I this sucks. Doesn't uh, doesn't Tippett look like it didn't in that post game, didn't he look like a oh. to you a man like ready to just walk into a wall of fire? <laughs> he's just like, fuck, this is this is hell. He almost looked like those post game pressers need to be like shut down by the Hague because they're human rights <laughs> violation. Okay, like they're like fucking hostage videos or some shit. Like stop yeah. making them face that media scrum afterwards. I'm sorry, media members. I know and I love you, and it's you have a hard job, <laughs> but it's painful to watch. There is no joy in watching that shit right now. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, man. But there's never any real joy in it. Like. Well, except like earlier in the year when you could hear the fans chanting in the hallway, yeah, like through the whole goddamn fucking presser and people are laughing because it's just so boisterous yeah. out there. But even that is to me a little bit like distressing. <laughs> 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 it's, not, it's not really my cup of tea either. 
Um, it's like yeah, distressing, yeah. In the it's same just, way that uh, a that a parade is a impotent display of authoritarianism, I mean, type yeah, thing? kind of, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, they have to do, yeah. The the pressers, yeah. Tippett did not look good. He usually has like his mouth is sort of in like a perma frown. You know what I mean? Like he has a very mm. strange to me mouth. You like that? Mm, mm. But in this in this presser, like it looked like it was like kind of like a double frown on top of that perma frown. So much so that like it looked like his bones were like kind of like like some of their struts and supports had been removed and they were kind of like the, the whole thing was collapsing onto itself like his face was gonna like fall out the bottom of like at the like at, like at the end of raiders you mean type thing <laughs> <laughs> like jesus christ though like yeah i mean the, the this is the thing at one point the question swirling around a team can kind of take on a momentum of their own like yeah. is kenny holland even in a position to make the trade to save to save this season right now or is he under the gun so much that he doesn't even know what the fuck to do he's just like writhing around like a tortoise on its back like what like i just yeah, what's going to happen like it's it's one or two weeks here before before we're going to hit pay dirt and just fucking like fall for whatever draft pick and then lose connie and dry two of the greatest oilers of all time well, I think in the next gonna, like 5 years yeah i mean not just two of the greatest oilers of all time two of the greatest players in the history of the nhl man and in front of miko koskinen and there you go there you go, go folks do, like i got How you like the show oh I yeah like, like whatever to, other team they go on, yes. they're going to be fucking amazing. Yes. They're going to be so amazing. And so there's going to be so much joie de vivre and so many hugs on the bench. Oh my God. It's going to be like and a hug fest. Watching that is going to be uh, really, really hard. You know, like we're going to see Connor McDavid like smiling and like joking and laughing with teammates. Like prepare yourself. You know what I mean? Prepare your heart. It's important to prepare and yourself. Not like just Connor. Yeah. Not just yeah. Connor even worse than that you know what who else is gonna we're gonna see that from we're gonna see that with leon Dreisel, and that's gonna tear people up like i'm gonna be able to handle seeing it from connor mcdavid but leon Dreisel, yeah it's one of those things yeah you're gonna have to mentally prepare for it put put kind of the mental fortress up like for example before i started the game tonight in order to enjoy it i made sure i did my pregame checklist and one of the things on my pregame oilers checklist is making myself emotionally unavailable. Been a very important step, been a very important preventative measure, and it made a yeah. huge difference in my enjoyment of the game tonight, or yes. rather my like lack of not of, of hellish non-enjoyment. Oh yeah, you have so to do that. For all you those games, I'll, I'll be making myself emotionally unavailable before the game. You have you know, to do that. It's hard for me. I'm a sensitive guy. I've got a big heart, but you know, I can. I, can I think you could still have a big heart and make yourself. Uh, emotionally unavailable. You don't have to make yourself completely. Oh, for sure. You don't have to make yourself completely emotionally available. Well, obviously not. You just have to shut down like large segments of your humanity and like natural, sort of like <laughs> natural <laughs> responses. Like you have to shut in certain situations. Down. In certain yeah, situations. Exactly. Yeah. I think I've gotten really good at that. Like over the last two or three seasons, I think that's the change in me has been that change. Where I'm just yeah. sort of able to like go glass-eyed, like when things bad start happening, <laughs> and someone will be like, "Yeah," like they'll come into the room and they'll be like, "How was the game?" And I'll be like, "Oh, like uh, real bad, like six nothing we lost." And they'll be like, "Oh, okay, that sucks." <laughs> and I'll be like, "Yeah, yeah," but I mean, like it's okay. Like uh, I don't care. I just like to cheer. And, like it's just really weird, you know. But I've gotten really yeah. good at doing that. It reminds me of the last two playoff exits. That's like the only way I survived. It was like I just would walk through the pain into kind of dehumanized, like you said, glass-eyed, yeah. kind of like a little bit, you know, anxiety riddled, a little bit spastic for you know some twitching, but ultimately yeah. no real, aver- no no real aversion because you know if you don't feel nothing. Well, I feel like <laughs> I feel like after the playoff losses, like I was able to yeah become emotionally unavailable, but then sort of like two weeks after them or maybe a week after them it would kind of like flare up all of a sudden i would just become like, <laughs> like kind of like lose it for like 10 minutes and it would all come out of me in like a volcano hmm. and then uh and it would almost sort of like completely spoil any sort of progress that i'd made with shutting myself down you know what i mean mm, like yeah. I, i'd ruined it by exploding ah. 
But anyway, you know. The more I think about it, the more I think we're like the Ottoman Empire, and like we keep on thinking, oh, we got to, we if we we could fix this, we could fix this, we could fix this. Yeah, right. And then we also think, oh, it's just going to be inevitable decline. But like, no, it's just all the other great powers are just doing. They're just advancing faster and better. Yeah. Like, I think if we just watched more hockey around the league, we'd realize. Oh, part, a big a big part of our quote unquote problem is that a lot of teams out there are getting better at a faster rate than us, and we're just not competing with them. Totally. Trust me, I watch a lot of games, and like, there's no other team right now that looks as messed up as the Edmonton Oilers. Like, not even close. You know what I mean? And like, like just you can tell just by looking at the teams that organizationally they're just like in a much better place. Maybe like a team like Buffalo kind of has it, like it's or Arizona can be a little bit or Arizona, yeah. But most of the other teams are just like (laughs) the way other teams like the Oilers' idea of a rebuild. I think is so much different than what other teams think of as a rebuild as well. That's a really like, good I think, point. Uh, yeah. um, you know, what's so funny is like, remember like kind of like when the rebuild started like 20 years ago, <laughs> it was like the world's <laughs> longest rebuild. I know, but remember how, what I was going to you know, say, they built the Hagia Sophia in like six years. Yeah. What I was going to say is how strange it was, that the rebuild was, was, um, build is that like going into the rebuild all we heard was like you know what the team is going to suck for like six years i hope you're all ready for that it's going to take a while it's going to take like six or seven and then we years. sucked it's for like suck. 16 yeah but we but everyone was like okay like okay i understand like like what the fuck is going on there other teams are like they lost like 20 percent of their fan base but yeah, <laughs> like, most people were on board yeah they're doing like well we're doing a rebuild like uh it'll take like half a season we'll get this fixed like by the all-star break and then like we'll push we'll push for the playoffs and with totally. the others it's like okay I strap yourself in it's going to be seven long years that's just but the at way the it end is. That's at the, the end we'll is. still suck and then we'll draft Connor mcdavid and all the young guys we had from the rebuild 1.0 are like long fucking gone <laughs> yeah it's crazy it really is I mean, other than the nudes there's insane. no remnant of the original rebuild and i think the nudes is like he was kind of laid into it too and like the news is like uh, a very special human being you know what i mean yeah the news rules like i'm not sure i, I don't know uh, like, like why don't we have a fucking goalie dude like it's like it's well, like going to work without new- pants on it's yeah, like it's fucking insane. you know uh, uh, it's really fucked up man it's crazy it's really fucked up it's it's like is is Koskinen just the poison pill? Like, like did, maybe Shirelli was a double agent, and he signed Koskinen right before he got canned just to fuck the Oilers over. I mean, and, that, can, that, and like that's what's killed Kenny Holland as a GM. It's an, it's an interesting theory that kind of makes sense. I mean, the the thing has always been why was Shirelli uh, allowed to sign that contract like the day before he got fired? Well, what actually makes a lot of sense is like what you just said is like he was being fired. Then he was like, like, I'll show you. I'm gonna sign Nico Costco. Like that makes a lot of sense, right? Doesn't it? <sighs> if if actually if, if it was just him, if he if he just did it just to fuck the team over because he fucking hated them, he kind of gotta give him props on like an office space kind of level, you know, stick oh, it to yeah. the boss type. Absolutely. It would actually be really weird to have um uh to try and renew any kind of respect or modicum of respect for Peter Shirelli. Yeah, I don't know. I, to me, he's been... I mean, I don't know. Ken Holland's been that much better, you think? Than no, Ken Holland's been bad, man. I mean, he's, yeah. he's been defined by inaction for me as much as anything else. Well, inaction, and I think... I mean, it bothers me the plaudits he gets for the, like his contract signings and stuff like that. The, good, the ones that are deemed good ones, right? Like locking up Nuge or something like that. Sure. As opposed to that, like the like the like litany of, of like questionable players that have been signed for one to two million dollars over the course of like this time here. Total shit trades, like all crap trades. Yeah, I'll still stand by loving the Lucic deal. I'm just I was so I'm still happy that he's gone. Really? Yeah. Ugh, I don't know, man. Nah. I like who did we get? James Neal? Yeah. And then we bought him out after two years. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm still better sure. off with that. I'm not a Lucha I'm not sure guy. I agree with you. Never will be. Wanted him gone. Was thrilled he was gone. 
And for like 20 games, it looked like the best, the best trade in history, <laughs> which was a sweet 20 games. But yeah, like he, he's not getting done on the trade front. Um, yeah, I don't know. Or like just organizationally, we're in, a, we're in a bad place. And, you know, part of it is definitely probably injuries and COVID to a certain extent. But a lot of it is just, you know, he just has not gotten it done. He's iced a fucking professional hockey team, National Hockey League team, without an answer in the goal. Yeah. And you can't and that's do that. what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to for me. We, this team does not have a goalie. As soon as Mike Smith, I mean, as soon as you didn't get Markstrom, you have to get a goalie. As soon as Mike Smith went down, to me, that means like your plan had failed through no fault of your own. Like you had a plan. It might've worked saying Mike Smith doesn't get injured. I mean, that's a, who knows, right? The fact is he did get injured, thus rendering your plan. Um, you can't do it. Right. So at that point, it's like, okay, we need to get another goalie. It didn't work. We tried, we'll roll the dice. We have to deal our, let's just deal our top guy and get a great goalie. It was a roll and of the dice. It was rolling. a roll of the dice to stick with Koskinen and then re-sign Smith for the year. He could have bought yeah. out Koskinen. He could have signed a different goaltender other than Smith. Those are two decisions, two decisions on the goaltending front this year that are not speaking well for him right now. No, but I mean, like, if Mike Smith hadn't been injured, then sure, if. A different. Yeah, but to me, once that happened, right then you have to get a goalie. You have to address the situation. Yeah, it's the hardest time of the year to get a goalie, though, but, like, he should know that, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, Just, I don't what know. a I shitty fucking place to be You have to, to get in. a goalie, though. Are you telling me, like, there's not one team that has a goalie that they'd be willing to move right now? I don't buy that. Oh, no, there definitely are. Yeah. For, like, a first-round pick next year? I mean, par exemple, yeah. Um, I think Kevin Weeks said on Stoffer today that uh if if price was healthy and ready to go that the oilers should trade and and if montreal retains half his salary the oilers should be willing to give up a first round pick in that trade i don't think we should get like carry price is injured as well like he's starting from scratch with his knee like they're rebuilding his knee you know what i mean Mm. i don't think i I think flurry is the way to go like if we're going to go yeah get mark andre flurry out of here but well, there we know he can, we know like, he's a happy trade partner with Chicago. If you so. don't, if you don't make that move soon enough, there's going to be a part, there's going to be a point on his end, on Flurry's end, where he's just like, you know what, like, nope, like Edmonton wasn't really near the top of my list to begin with, but it's a total mess there right now. Well, like six points out of a playoff spot or whatever, we're going to be pretty soon. Like, I mean, if we continue, like he's just he's just going to be like, I don't think my best shot at a cup is is with that team. Like, I'm not going to enter. Oh no. Mess. No, like if we wait another two weeks, right? But if we no. made that trade tomorrow, I don't know. Could come in and right before the Battle of Alberta, kind of uh, appealing. If if I was Mark Andre Fleury, I'd be like, yeah, sure, what the hell? Get out of Chicago, go there, play in Canada for the first time. Why not? Right before the Battle of Alberta, let's do it. So we are one, two, three, four, five places out of the final wild card, wild card, wild card spot. Right now, we have to beat San Jose, uh, Calgary, Winnipeg, Dallas, and Vancouver to get into the last playoff spot. Um, I don't see a team looking at the Oilers thinking they're a Stanley Cup or a playoff team right now. You know, if that's Not part of the equation. Goalie. Not with this goaltending situation. I think we get a goalie, it changes everything immediately. For well. sure. And like everything. So it might have to be a goalie who has no say in where he's going and we just acquire him like a mail order bride. That's fine. Yeah. Probably going to have to give a first round pick to do done. it too. Well, that's fine. Like we have enough. It's better than have... fine. Like for fuck's yeah. sakes, get it done already. Like we got we got one if or two weeks if... on this season before you can stick a fork in it, Jerry. No team is is in a better position to be able to give up a first round pick. Like to hell with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's teams that don't have McDavid and Drysaddle who will give up first round picks. We yeah. have both of those guys, and we only got them because we suck so hard because we've been inept. The, the entire time like it's amazing yeah. 
not a good, a true handkerchief dynasty. A true handkerchief dynasty. Yeah. Might be our last ever episode, man. I'm, I'm worried. No, they're not going to get Kane, man. They can't do it. Like, I, he can't play in Canada. All right. I don't think. I, and, you know, if they do, if they do wind up getting Kane, then, like, fuck, why? Like, I'm so, it's just, I would not be that upset at this point. Well, they'd be doing you a favor, kind of, in a way. Well, it would just be like, uh, they would be showing me all their cards and just be like, okay, well, like, I really want no part of this. This is really not what Oilers magic is about at all. No, not at all. You'll have to hang up your robes and, uh, and put away your books like Prospero. <laughs> you know, go and live in exile on some kind of island. Have like one angelic, uh, you know, sprite servant and one demonic. With all yeah, kinds of like colonial and post-colonial overtones. But I really don't think we're going to get a Vander Cam. Like, I think that's. I think it's still, a, there's still a decent chance. I mean, yeah, maybe he would, like, I don't know why, don't would he, he want to really play. sign in Edmonton? Is that going to be like, the best showcase for him? Like, he broke COVID protocol once and was suspended 21 games for it. Um, everybody hates him and he broke COVID protocol again. Like, he's going to get suspended for like another, like, at least 30 games, right? That's so true. What do you, yeah, that's a possibility. What are you, what are you doing? You're going to keep like, you're just now that's a whole other layer of the poor decision you'd added. And you're getting a guy who can't play for 30 games. You know, it's like, like, yeah, what it's like is a, going on? It's like a fractal pattern of like shittiness on like multiple levels. <sighs> yeah. Just get a goalie for the love of Pete. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if someone comes to work without their pants on, you're like, just put on some goddamn fucking pants. Like this is a place of business. What are you doing? You can't stay here. You have to immediately put pants on. This team immediately needs to put some fucking pants on. Okay? You know, like 30 years from now, what we'll remember most about these years will be Miko Koskinen. Oh, for sure. Be yeah. oh, it's been memorable. So everybody who's like still pumping his tires, 30 years from now, we both know that all you're going to remember is how shitty Miko Koskinen was. And you'll feel a bit foolish for, um, you know. Cheering for him. Well, not for just like being, you were just like, I don't know what it is, but like thinking that it's not him. It's not him. It's not Miko. Right. I don't know. He's gotten a lot of starts and like he sucks. (laughs) <laughs> he truly sucks and i love the guy yeah it's just like that's his ceiling we've seen it and it's not great yeah Ugh. it's like one of those ceilings that has like a bunch of like water stains on it and stuff and you're like what's going on up there and there's like these weird markings too, like he needs to go somewhere else like this isn't oh he needs like to he needs to go as far away from Edmonton, alberta as he possibly can like it can't be very fun for him being he needs to like change his name he needs to go to some kind of like witness relocation programs type shit like really erase you know take a vacation from the 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 memories because i mean it's not fun for him i'll tell you that right now he looked pissed i think on the fourth goal it was like he it looked like he felt like the defenders should have had it a little bit more but it's like oh man like the like miko being checked out and pissed off at the skaters and the skaters being checked out and pissed off at Miko. Like what an awesome fucking dynamic to get to witness right now. Like guys, that's the one thing I hope and pray. I hope the players aren't eating each other. You know, I hope they're finding some kind of way to stick together under all the fucking weight of the misery and the bullshit and the fucking shitty expectations and annoying questions and, you know, fucking recriminations, both justified and otherwise. Because like it's, it's it fucking sucks for them. It's crazy watching the game and being at home and being like, I'm glad I'm not them. Because most of the time I would like give my left nut to be them, right? That's a really good like point. In any situation. But these games, it's like, nope, like uh, I'm glad I'm just sitting here on the couch in my sweatpants. I'm like so like I'm not there. I oh, we're having a better it. night. We're having a way better night for sure. Yeah, like it's miserable. Well, I don't know. Maybe they're eating steaks right now enjoying steaks that's what i would do if i was i hope they're still going out and being like 10 steaks please right here 10 steaks and 25 beers please and then just like not, wor- not worrying about how much money that costs like that's like how i like thinking of players after a loss just spending yeah when you put it that way lavishly 
That probably does wash out some of the bad taste. (laughs) Can you imagine? I could go. You're making me really hungry with this talk. 10 steaks and 25 beers like a nice restaurant is that for like a, a bunch of them are sitting down or is that like one person no that's what i would order for myself okay i see and then like i would have like maybe a steak and i'd be like you know what just wrap the rest of these steaks at home and then i have them in my fridge <laughs> you know and like totally. later on that night i'd probably be like playing ps2 and be like well i think i'm just gonna have a little bit of steak feeling pretty great <laughs> oh sounds so, so I nice hope, i hope that, that is still going I don't know. Totally. I don't know if it is. It's just a real uh, bummer. And this game on Saturday, the implications of this game, like the Florida game, for as devastated <laughs> and like blown away as we are right now. Yeah. We went into this game knowing, like, I and didn't. We were probably going to gonna get our game. ass handed to us. Yeah. I went into this game not expecting to win, being okay with that, and telling myself that, you know what? Don't uh, fly off the handle after this game. Don't make any rash judgments. Don't don't um, feel anything you'll regret in the morning right Mm. and uh but for the calgary game that's not going to be the case right the calgary i'm like i like the oilers have to win that game and if they don't win that game or blowing out in that game like i'll have a real like it'll throw me you know what i mean like i'll feel very i'll feel very vulnerable for like the next 72 hours like someone could very easily just like break me. I know I'll watch, but there's a big part of me that doesn't oh, yeah. want to. No, you'll I'm... watch. You'll watch. What else are you gonna watch? I don't know. Nature documentaries. There's oh lots of stuff. Gosh. Nature. I'm not not that I actually am watching nature documentaries. I'm watching other stuff. <laughs> just as an example. <laughs> yeah, the hummingbird flaps its wings at over 500 ray. Blah, 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 blah. That's interesting. You know what I was thinking today? It's funny that has Anthony Hopkins ever narrated a nature documentary? Oh, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Really? Oh, for sure. He's Anthony Hopkins. He's done it all. Maybe he plays goalie. I mean, we we, say we go to him, we go to his agent, we say, okay, (laughs) Sir Anthony Hopkins, we have a chance for you to do something you've never done in your entire acting career. A role you've never played. A role you've never played that we really think it's got some big meaty parts to it. I mean, we know he. We know what he looks like in a hockey mask, which is great. He looks fucking like terrified. Like, I think he'd be really bad if you just no. But if we just put him in the jumpsuit on the like on the thing, and yeah. then he just stares them down. Yeah. yeah, it's a scary movie. All right, let's start the wind up procedure. You have. Uh, anything else you want to say to all these miserable fucking Oilers fans out there? No, don't be just, miserable. I mean, like. Yeah. Don't, just become uh, emotionally unavailable. That's the trick. Emotionally unavailable and just like, I mean, I mean, flipping out about it isn't going to do you anything. I'm mainly concerned, as I always have been, with our health. You know what I mean? Flipping out that level of uh, engagement negatively, uh, it's uh, not healthy. You know what I mean? You'll take years off your life. It's better just to like sit in a chair, Put on your slippers, read a book, smoke a J, go to bed. You know what I mean? Totally. It's fine. You're fine. You'll be healthy. Be just be healthy. Whatever you do, be healthy. And I'm not sure getting the blood pressure like, like I know what the oilers do to you. I get it. They do it to me. But uh, we have to be concerned at this stage in our lives, personally, my life. You know, you have to be health first, first and foremost. I couldn't so, agree more. Uh, from that angle, this isn't as bad as it could be. Like, I don't know, it's fine. They'll bounce back. Or something. Yeah. They just got to get get a goalie for the love of Pete. And if they don't get a goalie, be secure in your knowledge that you know what the issue is. And like, I don't know, what can you do? You're not the general manager. I'm not the general manager. We both know what the problem is. There's nothing you or I can do about it. It's it should be enough for the casual fan, the diehard, any fan, that you you know what the problem is. We are able to identify the problem. Unfortunately, like there's nothing we can do about it. Sorry, but there's just nothing we can do about it. But we all know what the problem is. Take mm. a little bit of solace in that. Good job. I You're will. able to identify a problem, you know? I will, I will. That's wise, that's like, very uh, wise words. Like Thoughtful. John Lennon said, there's no problems, only solutions. 
So you you've uh, you're there. You're in that place. You know, there's, there's only solutions now. It's not, you know, what are you gonna do, right? I wonder if John Lennon ever played goal. Probably. Human. I bet you John Lennon would uh, be a great Oilers fan. Yeah, I think so too. Because it would be like, um, I don't know. I think there's a a uh, a uh, connection to be made between like the Gretzky era Oilers uh-huh. and the the Beatles and that kind of like their solo material, their their lives as uh, solo artists, like after the breakup of both the Oilers and the Beatles. Oh, there's definite parallels. Yeah, like a lot of bitterness. John would like a sure. carry a lot of bitterness, which is a valued Oilers fan trait. Oh, absolutely necessary. Yeah. Like a real chip on his shoulder. And yeah, really like, a, like, a, like a real cynicism about the world being a fucked up and horrible place, you know, and how it has yeah. it should be better and people should be trying to make it better, but they're not. And fuck them. Yeah, all that shit. John Lennon was awesome. Yeah, he was he wasn't without his chair. That's true. Oh, all right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Please uh, leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Remember to write the review in Ancient Sumerian. Gives us double double the points. And uh, today's episode was sponsored by Volvo of Edmonton. Thank you. Go and buy yourself a fucking Volvo. That's Hi, Priest. New, uh, that's the new slogan, right? Yeah, they, they Volvo of fucking Edmonton, man. No, no. It's Volvo of Edmonton. Go buy yourself a fucking Volvo. Totally. Volvo of Edmonton. Exactly. Right? It'll cheer you up. It cheered me up. That's I what I buy Volvos we, for. Didn't, didn't Weiss Johnson give us some money for this uh, episode too? Um, Weiss Johnson, you... Weiss Johnson. Whoa. What the fuck is Weiss? <laughs> well, and also Weiss remember, Johnson. like, remember who you're powered by. Remember who the high priest, the high priest of Oilers Magic is powered by. City Ford on the State Ever Trail. Yeah. And uh, Sunrise Hot Tubs. Sunrise Optos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we have anyone on the Ashley Fine Force text line? Nope. Nothing? Okay. Fuck that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, take care of yourself. I'll catch up with you. We'll do a post after the uh, Calgary game. I'm going to watch that game in the news to try and maximize the spiritual energies and also prevent myself prevent myself from exiting my domicile so that I, uh, I can't look upon the happiness upon the faces of strangers and feel worse. Always a pleasure. Let me know how the sacred incantations go later. Um, and I think if I look, yeah, I've got about four or five chickens here. So I'll be, uh, I'll be messaging you before the equinox. Okay. Yeah. We might have to move up from chickens. You know what? Yeah. We probably should be looking at some of the four legged animals now. I mean, what does the Tobin wanna... spirit guide say? Well, I mean, you when have... I say when I say move up from chickens, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to freak you out or anything. Do you have the owner's uh, manual for your uh, your smoker? We're climbing up the pyramid pretty quick, if you know what I'm saying. It might be sorry. beyond like, yeah. All right. Well, I'll contact the attorneys. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we can start. Uh, we'll see if Ice T is still available for the sequel. That was a great movie. You ever watched that movie? Surviving, the, surviving game. the Game? Oh, of yeah. course. I, what a classic. I God, I remember renting that movie uh, was one of the greatest experiences of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you sit down and like, you're like thinking you're going to watch some shitty movie and then you're like, oh, this movie's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's like a tour yeah, de force then, uh, on every level. And then when you read like I'm pretty sure every what's what's it based on? It's kind of based uh, on the Brad, Ray Bradbury, most da- the most dangerous game, who I still <laughs> resent my, my yeah. high school English teacher for not picking up on the nuanced understanding I had of the title in my book report. He like underlined it. He was like, I don't think so. Because my argument was that it's a double entendre, right? Uh-huh. The most dangerous game. It's, it's a dangerous game they're playing where people die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then also the most dangerous game in the sense of something you hunt are yeah. human beings. Yeah. He, your English teacher didn't agree with you? I know. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. There's it's even like a, I even quoted I even quoted a That's scene the whole where point someone, of the title. Exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what a moron. <laughs> <laughs> like that's why the title works. He was contractually way. obligated to teach that English class. Okay, that's all. Yeah. That's all was going on there. That's infuriating. <sighs>
All right, I'm going to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I wish I'm still mad about it. <laughs> wish you hadn't told me that. <laughs> it's okay. I moved on. I mean, apparently not, but I, I did, in fact, move on. You must have been like when you saw that. You must have looked at your paper like, "What the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? Is this personal? Totally. This feels personal." Totally. No, what it was was he had fucking 34 papers to fucking grade on a Tuesday night for not you much think money. Somebody saying that would be like, "Okay, <laughs> great. This guy gets it. Check mark." Instead of being like, I don't fucking think so. (laughs) You know what I mean? Hilarious. All right. Well, have a nice night, brother. Always a pleasure talking. Your beard beard glistens in the light and in my imagination. Take care of yourself. Thank you for your wise words. Thank you for your kind words. Thank you for your thoughtful expressions of the human condition. And thank you most of all for your fine work during uh, your tenure as the Grand Vizier of Antioch, the benefits of which we still see to this present day. I'll catch you after the Calgary game. Huzzah. Yeah. See you later. Let's go.